Hi, and welcome to Total Rewind, a Filmmaker's Compass podcast where we take a look at movies from the 80s and before and see if they still hold up and should be viewed in, well, 2021. I'm D-Man Dustin, joined by Christian CP. How's it going over there? I'm great, man. How are you? You look wholly prepared for this episode. Well, I mean, dude, you know, I love Indiana Jones. I think I wore my Indiana Jones costume for like five years in a row during high school. So um, I figured what better excuse than to put it on again. Well, and the fun part is, is that I imagine you would still be dressed like this if we were a audio only podcast, but now we're doing video. I mean, so, I dress like this on just like random Tuesdays, so it's not a big deal for me. Yeah, for anybody that uh, is only listening via audio, the movie for today's Total Rewind is Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's Indiana Jones, Steven Spielberg, and CP is sitting prepared for this podcast with the Indiana Jones hat and the overshirt on Already. Right now. Dr. Good Jones. To go. I don't know if you have a whip, but if you did, I, I, I wouldn't blame you. I, I don't have one. I wish I did, though, because that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited because uh, so far it seems like Total Rewind has been a hit. Last week's episode, The Karate Kid, uh, was doing really well. We got a lot of great comments from our listeners. So we do want to say up front, thank you guys all so much for tuning in and uh, hopefully enjoying the show. And now let's go ahead and dive into our, uh, our episode this week, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I'm going to throw it over to you, CP. Where do you think Raiders sits culturally in 2021? Is it still relevant? Oh my gosh. Yes. How can you not say that it is? First of all, I mean, with the exception of, of, uh, you know, Bogart, does anyone wear the fedora as good as Indiana Jones? No, they don't. And I think one of the things that stands out is we actually live tweeted as we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. So if you're ever interested in following along, we'll post to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, when we're going to do a, a live tweet session for a movie we're watching and one of the things we both noted in our live tweets was the uh, silhouette of Indiana Jones when he steps through the door. And then again, when he's against the sunset backdrop yep. and both times he's wearing the fedora and it's an iconic image. Oh, absolutely. And on top of it, I mean, um, I don't know what the perception of archaeology was in the early 1980s <laughs> yeah. when the movie came out, but obviously, you know, uh, the Indiana Jones character and, and idea of what archaeology could be kind of i think did what jurassic park did for paleontology yeah um it just everyone suddenly understood what it was it made it cool um and i mean look at how many other movies and, and parodies and skits have drawn from indiana jones well and culturally speaking indiana jones is still around in a certain context which is right um, they are still producing movies, if I'm not mistaken. Nope. You know, Number a little not of the coming out, yeah, yeah, a little uh, tip of the cap to Harrison Ford, who unfortunately was, I believe, injured on the set. So speedy recovery, because you know we're waiting for more Indiana Jones. But there's also the uh, I think there's a Disneyland ride, yeah, um, that is still really popular, and it may even be getting an update after the uh, you know whole pandemic, mm -hmm. and. You know, something that I think people have clamored for, never got again, was the Young Indiana Jones series. You know, everybody has always kind of wanted that after Indiana Jones 3. And that's yeah. something that has been rumored just 
throughout the years of, you know, coming to light and we haven't really seen it. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because that silhouette of Indy and the hat, I mean, it, after all these years, because the, when did Raiders come out? Like 82? 81. 81. You know, what's funny is it's still recognizable. Almost anybody's going to be like Indiana Jones if you see that. And I don't know. I, I guess as far as cultural relevance goes, I would say Indiana Jones is. Um, as far as like, its influence on kind of that action adventure uh, genre Um, He's a classic take on the character that goes on the adventure. And I think a lot of people, filmmakers in particular, still draw inspiration from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, to to take it to the next level, right? Like Lucas and Spielberg created a guy who's very memorable. Who else carries around a bullwhip? Yeah. I can't name anyone, but I guarantee you, anytime you see a whip in a store or, you know, whatever, every someone picks it up and it's an Indiana Jones reference instantly. Yeah. Right. I mean, I literally have been shopping and I've seen the fedora and I put it on. I'm like, do I look like Indy? Right. Like that's just it, you know? So it's actually, it's interesting too, because, you know, they've talked about recasting almost like rebooting, which if they do that, uh, you know, Indiana Jones might move to our other segment movie remake. <laughs> But they've talked about recasting the character. And even, you know, I think with the Shia LaBeouf character in the fourth one, you know, they kind of wanted to have a successor. Yeah. And it didn't work out. Um, you know, Indiana Jones 4 didn't work out for a number of reasons. But that's a different... Uh, <laughs> different different <laughs> podcast. Different, yeah, different podcast episode. But it, it's funny because they've been unable to recast the character. And I only bring that up because they did try it in Star Wars with Solo, where they recast Han Solo, another iconic Harrison Ford character, and to middling success, I think. I, I don't know that that actor wholly captured what Harrison Ford did with Han Solo. And I think they're worried that the same thing could happen here because Harrison Ford is so iconic in the role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with, with Indy five. I want to see if Spielberg goes back to his, you know, kind of a bag of tricks. I think he calls it, you know, traditional yeah. uh, stun effects and, and all that type stuff. So we'll see what happens with that. But as far as Raiders goes, let's go ahead and, and talk about effects. So what are your thoughts? Stunts, oh my gosh. Score. Uh, watching the movie, it still blows me away. Um, I think that it's one of those movies that as a filmmaker, you look at and you're like, that is movie making, uh, just the things that, that Spielberg does, you know, I'm still blown away by the practicality of the, uh, the entire car chase sequence where Indy's right. You know, um, hanging from, from, you know, the truck and, and fighting people off of it. And, um, you know, now, and in fact, in Indy 4, when they kind of give uh, homage to it, you know, it's it's very CG heavy and it just doesn't have the same effect as when you're like, no, they're actually dragging guys behind trucks and things like it's it's quite uh, quite a feat of of, of cinema. Um, and on top of that, you know. Harrison, uh, Harrison Ford captures the character and he brings that grittiness to real life that. Yeah. Lucas in the writing and Spielberg in in the directing, you know, make play out and it's believable. And you're like, I don't know that I could survive in this pit of asps. 
but Indiana yeah. Jones could, and I know he could. Well, and that's another thing I wanted to note was I also really appreciated upon reviewing and, you know, I'm taking notes and stuff and live tweeting. Um, <laughs> something that really stood out was the use of animals. I mean, there's real spiders, real snakes, um, real monkeys. There's a, there's a monkey like they there's actually a lot of animals in the movie. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, in in story. Uh, some of them all died, I think. Probably some spiders died, some snakes died. I mean, I think Indy threw a snake off. No, he didn't throw it off the plane. That was his buddy's snake, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the buddy's so, snake. But it was interesting because, yeah, there's, there's, you know, a large use. There's, I mean, camels. There was a lot of animals. And it was just interesting because I was like, wow, you know, uh, today, a lot of that stuff, you would just CGI it, especially oh, the snakes. Or spiders on, you know, leading Hollywood yeah. actors, like... And there's something about knowing that those spiders are real that you can't help but think to yourself, like even as the stunt guy, and I think Alfred Molina did that himself. Mm -hmm. um, but if I was like a stunt guy and they're like, listen, we're going to pay you a lot of money, but we're going to put all these spiders on you. I'm like, would I do it? I don't know. You know, or, or the scene in, in the crypt, right? Like, I, I can't think of how, like, do you know a lot of actors who would have the guts to be like, yeah, like, just just throw a bunch of snakes around me let's do it yeah, like that's I, just a tribute to you know how like how cool harrison ford is as a movie actor yeah it was pretty it was pretty neat and it still it still looks really good obviously you know there is a little bit of the, the wide shots you can definitely tell there's some rubber snakes in there you know they're yeah. not all moving and slithering and i think you might get that effect if you did it in cgi but the problem is everyone would know that it wasn't real yeah. So what, what really makes that come alive is that the snakes that are on screen that do move are real. And you're yeah. like, wow, like, you know, even yeah. if a fourth of the snakes that are technically we're seeing on the screen, you're like, I don't know if I would want to be in the ro any room with that many snakes, even if I knew they weren't poisonous and all that. I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think another thing that is is just really amazing when you watch the film is is the kind of scale of the sets, right? Oh yeah, they look And great. I mean, it's one thing that they're, you know, actually in location in the desert and the jungle and stuff, but uh, these sets that they build, you know, when they, when he goes into the first temple with the, the classic boulder scene or yeah. when he goes into the crypt um, or even when they, you know, they go to the island to actually finally open the arc at the end. Um, I'm always kind of impressed that I'm like, wow, that's like amazing set design and such careful attention to detail. And in some ways, those are the things that I think, again, uh, in modern cinema would kind of get swept to the side and they say, oh, just, you know, we can CG it and enhance it and make it look more grandiose where you're like, no, they actually had to go and build that. And, and I think that's so amazing. Well, okay. Now that you, you bring up the ending, of course, we have to talk about that. When they okay. open the arc, I mean, what's your thoughts on the effects there? I mean, they do look dated. Well, they look dated for the 80s, but still, I mean, and actually one of my favorite featurettes is actually after the DVD when they talk about how they made the melting face. And oh, yeah. like, obviously at the time, like, you know, revolutionary, and they talk about it, how like to this day, so many practical effects people look at this, you know, at, at actually the techniques used in that and, and replicate them. And I think it holds up pretty well. Um, one of the, the, the uh, effects guys in that commentary talks about how, you know, 
in this day and age, you could do the practical effects and really enhance it with the help of CGI. But for the most part, it's it's not as dated, I think, as you feel like it should be when you think about how old the movie is, you know, going well, on 40 years. It's almost like the that scene where, do you remember uh, they're like digging in the desert and there's like lightning? Yeah. Those effects to me seem dated. The actual melting of the face, though, I thought worked. It's almost so over the top and jarring that you can't help but, I, I don't care if, if it, no one has seen Indiana Jones, which seems like crazy in 2021 but <laughs> if you haven't seen indiana jones and you get to that scene and the face smells off, melts off i guarantee you anyone would be like whoa what the heck you know oh, well the, and it's weird because the face melting which um actually holds up much better than the the head shrinking yeah um for sure and i think that that's probably just the fact that they did a really good job when they made it happen you know? Yeah. And then I wanted to like, I felt like Indy, I wanted to yell at Mary and he's like, keep your eyes closed. And she keeps like opening them. I'm like, God, just stop. <laughs> just close your eyes and like, hope you don't die. But <laughs> um, no, it was, you know, as far as just going through the whole movie, I really did enjoy, you know, like you mentioned at the, the beginning of this conversation, the practical effects were great. The stunts, um, it was a lot of fun. But before we move on to, you know, kind of looking at the story, I did want to ask you, um, John Williams' score. Does oh it hold my. up? I mean, it, it, I'm dun, not, dun, 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 I don't dun, like dun, dun, getting in this conversation just because I don't think you can actually pick up best of John Williams' scores, but you can definitely Star make Wars. the argument that this is among them. Oh, um, Definitely so iconic holds up you know as i said i throw on the hat and i start singing it and uh, i'll probably be singing it for the next week and a half just because it's indiana jones we all know it and we love it yeah it was iconic i mean obviously he's at his best here uh usually he is when he's partnering with spielberg and lucas yep. Yep. but you know the score works throughout but obviously the iconic theme uh stands out as another one that over the you know test of time since this movie came out uh, you still play Indiana Jones and uh, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Like mm -hmm. you you could have never seen Indiana Jones and you're like, oh, that's Indiana Jones. Yep. That's a theme. Absolutely. And so to me, that's just a testament to how great it truly is. You know, Star Wars is that way where most people probably hear Star Wars and they're like, I mean, you know what it is. It's hard yeah, not to. Absolutely. You know, the Imperial March, this and that. You're like, I mean, I don't, I've never, I've never seen Star Wars, which I can't believe I just actually said that. But you know, I know that music. Well, and I think the other thing too is it captures the spirit of of not just who the character is, but what the the film is, right? And this is not, and it's such a beautiful genre in the sense that it's truly an adventure film, right? Yeah, it's got elements of action, it's got elements of of of, um, you know, um, fantasy. It's got elements of humor. I mean. Spielberg has amazing job of just making you laugh in the middle of this film. But what it comes down to is at the end of it, it's just fun. And yeah. this, the, you know, the score Music. at its heart captures that. For sure. Definitely. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I know me personally, like if I'm ever going on any adventures, you know, I get my car, I might, I might fire that up, you know, <laughs> I've probably set, been set with mood. you when you did. Yeah. Like, Hey, we're going to go do something. Let's throw on Indiana Jones. Let's get the adventure vibe going strong. So, okay. Final little segment I want to talk to you about is uh, the story itself. 
So as you just kind of mentioned, it's this, it's this adventure story, but Indiana Jones himself as a character kind of moves through it in a little bit more plotting way. I don't know that, you know, this is a character study movie, (laughs) right? Like he doesn't change a whole lot. He's very static. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like the static hand through the movie. So I kind of want to get your impression of like, you know, what do you think? Does the story hold up? Is it still as adventurous as it was when it released in theaters? I think that it is. And I think part of the reason why the story does hold up is that, you know, when it was released in theaters, you know, it was taking place in the past, you know, it was involving Nazis. That makes sense. And, you know, this, this, it doesn't date it because, you know, uh, I've never, you know, I wasn't alive in the, in the late thirties and forties. So for me, it looks like I'm looking at a piece of history and it's so well confined within the realms of, of that world that it, I think that kind of preserves it better than if, you know, maybe if you were to compare it. Like, it to like a James like, Bond film. Yeah. Or like, could you picture Indiana Jones like using an iPhone? Yeah. Right. Like it just doesn't work, but setting him at that place in time and, and, you know, uh, that character works in that world. Yeah, and I think the the motivations of the characters, you know, it is enough to push the story forward. But, you know, a lot of our notions about Indiana Jones now kind of come from the third one, where we learn that, you know, he's kind of been doing these, you know, quests since he was younger. Uh, His father, you know, he kind of follows in his father's footsteps. You know, when you actually watch the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, we really, you don't see a lot of that. You just know that he's motivated, like, all right, I guess I'm going to go, I'm going to go get it. Well, you know, and it and helps he, that, right, I mean, Hitler is 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 the villain in the film, and of course we have to get yeah. the most powerful object in history before Hitler does. So, like, the motivation for the character is very strong, and we understand right. why he's so committed to, against these impossible odds and these ridiculously careless feats he takes at times to try and get yeah. it. We understand it. But I mean, it, it really is just like a quest movie. Um, yep. You know, get the thing. Yep. And, you know, they, they do, you know, they get it. But, you know, it's kind of weird because it does get opened anyway, which they were trying to avoid. Yeah. And it just ends up going poorly for the Nazis instead of empowering them. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's always great to see Nazis, you know, die. And have their faces melt and stuff. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. So, I mean, maybe that's a little, you know, just kind of like wish fulfillment. But, you know, it did kind of beg the question, like, you know, Hitler was looking for this arc because he felt it, you know, had untold power and would, you know, help him in his quest of world domination. And it ends up that if you open it, it's just a shit show. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of weird at the end. I was kind of like, well, you know, obviously, as for the sake of the arc, like, you know, just put it somewhere no one can get it because yeah. it'll just wreak havoc wherever it is. You know, I don't know if that meant like Hitler was going to take the Ark and like plant it somewhere, like, you know, at like, you know, the White House, he gets the Ark in there and then just opens it up and everybody's, you know, his enemies are gone. I don't know what he was going to do with it, but I mean, it, it didn't seem like it was going to give anyone like power per se. Yeah. But then again, I mean, I guess the irony behind the quest is like, you don't know what power it has. That's kind of the mysteriousness of it is it's like, it has some sort of power, but we don't really know what it is. You got to open it to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the other great thing is to um, what makes this quest so much more powerful than most other adventure movies is the fact that, right. Like 
the arc was historically relevant right it had its yeah. place in history and of all the the lost great things it is probably the epitome and the embodiment of that like that the ultimate macguffin right yeah um and so you know lucas was obviously very aware of that when he wrote it and setting it you know this this incredibly mysterious badass character going after the most legendary of all legendary things and then just you know for good seasoning making the worst villains in, in in human history be the bad guys that he's up against like i'm like i think that's just a formula for success yeah and it's funny too because uh, like they I, I guess did hitler ever actually look for the ark is that like i had a history teacher in college this may be true or not i don't know he said that they actually were looking for some of those objects okay yeah like i guess from a historical context when you consider the fact that maybe they, they actually were looking for it um makes it even a little bit more fascinating because it almost is like could that quest pick up again today like just, could someone go find the ark of the covenant yeah so i don't know and then lastly before we move on from the story and, and kind of give our verdicts here i wanted to talk a little bit just about some of the iconic scenes that pop up you know there's the uh the shot contest there's the drinking contest. Um, there's the scene where Indy, you know, pulls out the gun and shoots the guy with the swords. And then, of course, the ending of the movie where the Ark is put in a box in this giant warehouse and then just disappears. Um, I thought all three of those were still excellent, excellent scenes. Um, I would agree. I would agree. Um they hold up really well. I mean, I love the one where he just shoots the guy. I think that's, you know, that's actually brilliant. And I, I know I tweeted about this. I would have loved to have seen what it originally entailed this elaborate whip fight scene that they had kind of uh, originally Yeah, because didn't Harrison Ford, like, he was, like, hurt or hungry or something. He's like, can we just, like... Can I just shoot him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I just shoot him? And they were like, yeah, that's actually better. And it's it makes... funny because, the, yeah, that it scene's been parodied, you know, either parodied or, you know, there's been homages or nods to it in other movies where people do similar things well and it makes sense right and there is that scene earlier where we actually see him they take the time to focus on the fact that he's packing his revolver um, yeah which i don't know which came first the revolver shot or the, the the fight sequence but you know it's a good uh connection to, it works. to that yeah um, and i don't know I, the I, end scene was really good you know they pull back obviously that's been done before that's parodied like i remember there's a scene in the office where like uh one of the character the hr representative you know he has all these complaints and then he goes down to the warehouse and, and puts the complaint box into an empty hole and they pan back and it's all these boxes yeah 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 <laughs> like i've seen that done many no, times no. Where people are playing with that and, and i think at the time too like what a brilliant ending when you're like this guy just did the impossible to get this amazing artifact and kind of like, you know, in the opinion of like kind of, you know, bureaucracy, it just goes into a warehouse and gets, gets lost and forgotten for, for all time. Well, and it also does a good job, you know, obviously this is an adventure film, but it makes you think too, like how many other adventures are there? Yeah, no, that's a, there's that's so a great many point. boxes that you're like, there's so much potential for either other objects or, you know, what else is in this warehouse? If it, Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, obviously another uh, totally iconic scene from the film is the boulder chase at the beginning. In many ways, oh, yeah. considering how minimal it is, is it's only a couple minutes just to kind of set the tone of the who the character itself is. itself is only a couple seconds. 
yet it's parodied everywhere. I mean, the Indiana Jones ride has the boulder, you know, there's so many other things yeah. like the crash bandicoot gates and things that, that, you know, play off this getting chased by a giant boulder. In some ways, I think that's almost as, uh, you know, a giant boulder chasing you is now synonymous with Indiana Jones. Yeah. And then I guess finally, like I, I get this infectious feeling that everyone involved had so much fun making it. It seems that way when you look at the interviews with, with Harrison Ford and Spielberg and Lucas and, you know, the rest of the, the effects guys and the stunt guys, it seems that way. And it just seems like one of those movies that you're like, how could you not? I mean. Yeah. Like if you like filmmaking, if you like making movies, it just feels like this was one that it's like, man, it must've been so cool to be on that set. So, and it, and there's, there's so many legends at work. John Williams doing the score, Spielberg's directing, George Lucas is writing, Harrison Ford is the action star. I mean, it's literally amazing. You're like, everything's there, practical effects, special effects, uh, everything. It's just so much fun. Absolutely. Um, You know, as a filmmaker, you cannot help but love this movie because it's everything we love about film wrapped up in one thing. So I think we know what the answer is, but let's go ahead and say it anyway. Uh, Is Indiana Jones or just Raiders of the Lost Ark still required viewing in 2021? Yes, it totally holds up. As a filmmaker, as a film fan, as just like a human being in general, you should see this movie. (laughs) And I I think the bigger question is this for our audience. Have you ever met anyone who does not like Indiana Jones? That's That's really what I want to know. I think now every time I meet someone, I'm going to have to ask them. (laughs) Well, let's just start our relationship here. Do you like Indiana (laughs) Jones or not? I mean, like, you know. Thank God. So I don't imagine I'd get a lot of those. So. Anyway, yeah, I agree. And, you know, there's not a lot really you can look at this movie and kind of knock about it. You know, it's not necessarily the most quotable movie, um, but that doesn't really do anything to its detriment. It's still great. No, and there are some incredibly iconic lines, you know, snakes while they have to be snakes or I'm making this up as I'm going along or, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's not that there aren't some. It's just, you know, nothing that's so iconic. But otherwise, I mean, I can't think of anything to really knock the film. It's just fun. The music's great. The acting's good. Everything is awesome. So, yeah, I think if you haven't seen Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, add it to your list. It's on Paramount Plus. You can rent it online. Or if you're like CP over there, you can get the DVD on Amazon. Probably just buy the DVD because it's worth it. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be sure to uh, you know probably get to all three eventually, right? Oh, I mean, of course we have to. Yeah, I think we'll we'll end up watching all three, so that'll be in the future. But to everybody tuning in, just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Obviously, Raiders. If you've seen it, watch it again. If you haven't, go check it out. And be sure to uh, continue the conversations and leave us some feedback on social media at Film Comp Podcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then, of course, we have a YouTube channel. And you can subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and, of course, on all the social media channels. The episode will be posted. If you guys want to help us out, you can give us a share or a comment and leave us your feedback. Help us with the engagement metrics. 
And then obviously, like I said, we're live tweeting as we watch some of these movies. So you can follow me at Big Kid D-Man and Christian at NDCal5. So Christian, final thoughts, final words? Final thoughts, great movie. If you haven't watched it when we watched it, watch it again. And if you did watch it, watch it again. And other than that, just stay tuned next week because on the next episode of Total Rewind, we will be checking out another Spielberg classic, Jaws. Ooh, the first blockbuster. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll be back next week. Thanks everybody. <laughs>